so excited it's so good to be back so good to see you again I mean I have seen you a few times but uh, back on the other side of the table oh yes how's it going uh it is going amazing how was your summer sorry I'm so excited I can't wait to interrupt you (laughs) I can't wait I did it within the first 60 seconds okay I'm not going to interrupt you how was your summer what my whole summer well Our listeners haven't heard from us in three months. My summer was excellent. How was my summer? Uh, Pretty good. I worked a lot, though. I did work a lot. Do any comedy shows? Did a lot of shows, and I worked a lot. And what did I do? I think I spent a lot of time working on my vegan coaching stuff. And what is the URL for that coaching program? It's at sweetvegan.net. Awesome. And how's the vegan coaching going? It's going fantastic, but I have developed a bit of a problem. Which is that you love meat? (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I've been waiting for this day. I'm I'm having second thoughts. Yeah, no. Uh, I've just become obsessed. I've been researching like so many things. You know, you just start, like someone asks you a question and you're like, oh, let me look that up for you. And go down a rabbit hole. Oh yeah. And then like two weeks later you crawl out from the cave and you're like microbiomes eat with your feet bare in the dirt and anyway I just can't stop oh yeah I know this story because you we had lunch the other day and because I took a nasty fall and like split several parts of my body open including my lip and I had to go to the dentist shout out to Dr. Trina cool and have my mouth x-rayed because I fell on my jaw good times and from the dentist chair I texted you and said, can you have lunch with me? And you said, no, is everything okay? And I said, not really. I'm bleeding profusely. And you said, well, I'm free tomorrow. (laughs) And so we met the next day. I had 24 hours to look forward to seeing you. And you said, I need to become a doctor. And I thought maybe it was because of my open wounds that I refused to have stitched because I don't like going to emergency. But it was because... You, this is so funny, listeners, she's fascinated with the microbiome, which is fascinating. We should do a whole episode on it. We should. It's so fascinating. it's on our list, actually. And this comes back to our last episode of season one, where you have a weird hang-up about being certified before you go forth in the world and share your content. You're amazing because you... I am. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm I'm just going to leave it there. No, because I, I, first of all, I want to say you didn't just fall on your jaw. You fell on every single part of your body. There was a very sort of ripple effect. <laughs> you injured yourself from head to toe. And I was holding a coffee cup, which smashed just before I fell. So I fell onto the coffee cup. Right. Yeah. And also, I didn't just say, like, I'm not available today. I'll see you tomorrow. I also said, go to the hospital. I'll be checking yes. your wounds tomorrow to make sure that they're properly... Yes treated which they weren't and you wouldn't let me see even the next day but that's I don't we already did self-care so we can't go (laughs) go into that but what I said to you was 
something along the lines of, I wish I was younger. I need to be a doctor and I don't have time. And you said, why? And I said, because I'm fascinated by all this medical stuff and I'm just obsessed with the whole like, you know, gut mind connection, right. gut brain connection. And I just can't stop. And I, all I want to do is learn and research and, and share the information and help people. And you said, but isn't that what you're doing already? Yeah. Through vegan coaching. Yeah. And then you were like, why do you need to be an actual doctor? And I just was like, oh, Nancy doesn't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> and still don't. <laughs> I went home and I repeated that conversation to Joe, who really didn't have any interest, you know, whatever. When you just as go home, you're like, oh my God, isn't this fascinating? Like some not fascinating piece of information as a spouse. She did the spouse thing was like, uh-huh. Anyways, have you seen? Ever? The dog leash? Yeah. But I heard it again for the second time in my head. And I was like, do you want to go to med? Like, do you want to <laughs> dissect dream cadavers? That- is this something here? <laughs> and then I was like, ew. No. Or maybe this is a dream that you just had last week that you can let go of this week. And what was it? I was just, while you were talking, I was thinking, what was it in back in June that she wanted a certificate for? Comedy. Oh, I still want that. You wanted <laughs> a certificate I still want that. And For also, comedy. The, the listeners are my witness that you promised me one, actually. <gasps> I did. And you said you would post it on Instagram for them to see, and it has yet to appear. Well, then I fell down. And, um, <laughs> and I bled. But weebles wobble, but they get back up. They do. So uh, it's not actually. Challenge accepted. Okay. I was going to say weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. But not me. I wobble and hit the ground. And I got to tell you, it's really hard to fall at 47 Man, is than it? it is at Man. like eight years old. Everything is harder in that area. Yeah. Speaking of bodies, I was in a really dark place the last week. Horrible, probably very difficult person to be around because I injured my knee a few weeks ago. As you know, I've been hobbling around and I just went into this horrible, horrible heads. I do not do nothing. Right. I don't do nothing. And when I'm... Which we're going to talk about in this episode. Yes. The yeah. point of doing oh, something yeah. with no purpose. That's right. And for no reason. Yeah, no, I'm not good at that. I used to be excellent at it. We'll get into that. But um, I definitely can't do nothing. And I have had moments in the last three weeks where I couldn't do anything. And it was driving me bonkers. And being like the kind of person who loves to what if herself to death, basically, (laughs) I was like, what if this is more than runner's knee, which is what the doctor thought it might be? What if it this? What if this is forever? What if I'm in pain and I can't walk for the rest of my life? Like just went to a very bad place and just angry and frustrated. I can't do things for myself. Like get out of the bathtub gracefully. I did get out of the bathtub yesterday by myself, but I hurt. I re-injured myself doing it, but like refused to ask for help because I'm annoying. And then mad at myself for not asking for help. <laughs> but then being a child, like, I just shouldn't have baths then. You know, it's just like <laughs> stupid. Anyway, I went to the physiotherapist today, which I've been waiting for weeks to get this dumb appointment. And he told me that it's going to be very long recovery, but it's totally recoverable. And he told you that you were misaligned. Yeah, it's not just runner's knee. Like, Mentally? it's more serious. That's <laughs> my attitude. Oh, physically, it's a physiotherapist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said you were misaligned and then all this exercise. I injured myself as a result. Yeah. And now we just need to fix that. So I have to really modify everything from like he was teaching me how to walk and I felt like a drunk baby animal. Like 
long like deer or giraffe <laughs> like he was like one foot up in the air like i just look i wish we, this was a video i would show you guys but it's hilarious but he's like and this is how you need to walk from now on and i'm like um except for in public right <laughs> this is insane yeah so like i can't box i can't jog i can't i can't do can't even do yoga i can't do yoga he said i could keep training with my personal trainer if we only exercise from the ribs up, which is fine. And I'll do that because I, I have to do something. I can't do nothing. That sounds like a lot of push-ups. I, I hate push-ups. I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in three months because my membership was on hold for three months. And it felt great. Once I got to the gym and I realized I had forgotten my shoes. And so I went down to see my trainer and I'm like, yeah, so I don't have any shoes. So I won't be able to come today. She's like, yeah, that's funny. On your knees. And we did all mat exercises the whole time. So I assume and I am hopeful that your trainer will be able to find fun stuff to you for you to do from the ribs up. Well, we were doing, we are, we're doing, well, we weren't doing ribs up, but we were doing a lot of sitting stuff. And she, right. She had sent me a message like, don't worry, we're going to, we'll do like wheel, wheelchair kind of Oh, yeah, workout. yeah, for yeah. sure. And then for my work, we we're um, hosting Hip Hop You Don't Stop in the park by my house. And there was all these like athletic dudes doing these weird workouts. And this guy in a wheelchair, Nancy, had like there was these two bars down on the ground. Yeah. So he leans forward in his wheelchair, grabs the bars, and then does a handstand in the air (laughs) with his wheelchair on top of him. Oh my God. So he's not just doing a handstand, he's got a whole freaking wheelchair on top of him, the weight and the balance. And I t- actually took a picture of him and sent it to my trainer. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't think I can do the wheelchair workout thing. Yeah, I've seen uh, wheelchair basketball. It's pretty intense. Crazy. Yeah. This guy's so strong. He's amazing. So what are we talking about today? I know. Do you know? I know it's something I'm not good at. It's something I'm not even sure what it is. It's called play. We're talking about play. We thought it would be a fun one, even though we don't know what it is, to do play on our first episode of season two of on the same page with Jen and Nancy. I have notes. <laughs> I had to Google what is play and all this stuff about Google play came up, which is apparently what people who don't have Apple use to get their music. That's what I got too. I just got tons of stuff that I was pretty sure wasn't the play that we were talking about. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to have to wing this, but you, like, you don't have stuff. iTunes. <laughs> so what is play? A classic definition of play is time spent without purpose, which I think gives both of us I like a breathe. massive anxiety attack. Like we just got over not being productive. And it's like okay with us if we're not productive as long as we're being purposeful. Right. And now we can't even have purpose. I'm like, what is this weird activity you speak of? So you just got back from Greece. When I was there a few months earlier, it took me – the majority of my vacation to, to finally relax. Like I think it was the last few days that I actually caught myself just not thinking about work or things that needed to happen when I got home or. I don't think that's play. Did you? I I think that's relaxation, which is maybe we should do an episode on that. So we had talked about doing play in season one and I was conscious of the fact that I didn't know what that was or what really what that felt like. And then we were driving to Quebec, just me and my son, younger son, Elliot, and we were listening to this true crime podcast. And I think he actually had his headphones on and was listening to something else because (laughs) 
don't normally listen to murder, 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 rape, 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 torture, torture, torture when they're in the car. And it was an interview with two of the hosts of a podcast I really like. And they were just talking randomly about music they like and things like that. And one of them had said that they're a huge fan of Guns N' Roses. And you and I used to listen to Guns N' Roses when we were like 15, 16 years old. And I was like hitting Elliot and he's like, what, what? And I'm like, find Paradise City by Guns N' Roses on Apple iTunes, not Google Play. Nobody knows what that is. And <laughs> and I was singing. I still knew, like, I don't know how long it's been, 30 years. You knew every word. I knew every word. Mm-hmm. And I was singing it so loud. And Elliot was just like staring at me in awe, like like he didn't even know who I was. And I was like, play it again, play it again. And then I was like, okay, play Patience. So then I was singing, like crooning Patience. And then I'm like, okay, play Paradise City again. And I almost didn't want to get to Quebec because we were close. And I was like, I could do this forever. Like time was standing still. And it hit me. I think this is play. Oh my God. Like, I just feel like, This has no purpose, what I'm doing. And it feels like I'm not aging while I'm doing this. It feels like time stands still. And it's fun. It's just fun. Nancy, I accidentally played yesterday. (gasps) And then I got angry. Some kids ruined it. (laughs) Fucking kids. I was singing. Okay, to be fair, I didn't have the right to do this but I was blasting music in the car driving and Justin Bieber, sorry, (laughs) came on, which I do know all the words to, and I don't know why. So I was playing it really loud and singing. And I was just like, is it too late now to be be sorry, to say sorry? And then I, out of the corner of my eye, there's these two teenage girls and they're dancing in the street, looking right at me, but kind of laughing. And I couldn't tell if they were like mocking me, but, and they're just super dancing and, and, looking in the window and I felt very angry at them. And then they started chasing the car. But then I was like, why am I angry? Like on a different day, I think I would have been like, that's so cute. Those girls were dancing to the music I was playing. But then I think I felt like they were interrupting my play. Like, (laughs) I hate to say this, but I think we're invisible to teenage girls. Aren't we just like middle-aged? Yes, but they're looking right at me and like laughing and dancing to the music I was Well, maybe they were dancing with you and laughing with you to the music. Maybe, but I didn't invite them to my dance party. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have felt the same way if some rockers had been following me dancing and yelling to Paradise City. So that's play. That's play. And then I played a second time several months later, a few weeks ago, because now I'm more conscious of like being aware of when I'm playing. And I was in Greece and I was in the water with my friend Glynis and the waves were huge huge, huge waves. And every time a wave came, we had to jump. Otherwise it would topple us over us. And it was so fun. Like I had to jump and then the wave, you know, would carry me up. We, I just stayed out there for hours. Like, I haven't done that. Talking and jumping. I felt like I was like a kid again. I think the last time I did that was like Long Beach, like on the West Coast. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, no purpose to it. Feeling weightless, feeling young. It was great in the sun. Like it was just, I'm like, okay, this is play. Do you know what? It's so interesting because the other day I was walking the dog with Joe and I saw these little girls and they were like, let's run. And then they just ran for no reason. (laughs) 
Remember and I was that? so jealous. I was like, God, remember when running, it wasn't hard work, like where it's like, oh my God, my legs are so heavy. I can barely lift them. And like, oh, I can't breathe. My lungs are burning, but they're doing it. But we do it anyway. Because and we, like, need a spe- we need special shoes yeah, and, and special we're doing pants it to, that I better do this because I love running and I need to be fit or whatever. But these kids, weightless and like it was effortless for them. But like that was the activity. Like, let's run. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And I'm like, let's drink wine and smoke <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> so play from Brene Brown, which um, was one of the first places that I heard about it. She talked about it in her book, Daring Greatly. And she goes on to say in this article I read on Oprah.com that she's found what she calls her wholehearted people. So which the definition for her is men and women who have the courage to be vulnerable and live their lives all in. And one thing that they do consecutively, one of the things is they goof off. They have fun. I know it's weird. I don't, I still, still haven't hit three play times in the last year or so. It's still new to me. And basically it's like doing things that might seem frivolous, like gardening or reading, or I made a list of things that I'm going to try to do because I think they might be fun. I'm not even sure. Done them in a while. Um, but it's without purpose or productivity. And it's doing something just because it's fun and not because it's achieving a goal. So I raised three daughters. We used to have dance parties all the time. Fun. Just us. Just put on music and start dancing. Was I it fun? That. It was so fun. God, I miss that. What's you, on what's on your list? Well, I'll get to, all twenty five. Okay, no. No, no, no. We'll okay, get there. So we'll hold get on. There. But what was interesting is They have discovered that play, wait for it, is vital to human development. And they've known this forever about children. Like children need to have unstructured playtime. And that's what gives them like all the social benefits of cooperation and empathy and all of that. Without play, they're sort of lacking in being a productive. Oh, I just said productive. Oh, my God, Nancy. Being a healthy Remember, I'm sick. It's obsessed with productivity. Even the children have to be productive. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, benefits of play. Relieves stress, improves brain function, uh, stimulates mind, and boosts creativity. So both of us are trying to be more creative. Yeah. So apparently if we find time to play, this could help boost our creativity. Improve relationships and connection to others. And keeps you feeling young and energetic. And I will definitely say the two times that I played Guns N' Roses and In the Waves, I super felt young and energetic. Oh, Nancy. It's like the exact opposite of fatigue. But here's something I found super interesting. So play can heal emotional wounds, which I thought this was cool. As adults, when you play together, I'm trying not to make sex jokes here, (laughs) but if you are interested in sex... You can go listen to our Patreon episode. If you go to onthesamepagepod.com, you will find a link to our Patreon episodes. And in our first Patreon episode, we did cover sex. Back to the episode. As adults, when you play together, you are engaging in exactly the same patterns of behavior that positively shape the brains of children. So this was cool. If an emotionally insecure adult... I don't know if you know any of those. No, I don't. I don't know if you're looking right at one. (laughs) If an emotionally insecure adult plays with a secure partner, 
it can help replace negative beliefs with positive assumptions. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. And it makes me realize that all the, not all, but some of the negative fears, Reno and I don't play together. I can't remember the last time we played cards or I don't even know what else. Mm-hmm. Swam, jumped in waves in the ocean together. So I think the first thing for Reno and I would be to find something that we both consider play and find a way to do it together. Because I do have negative feelings about my relationship, not like about the relationship, but that feel embarrassing these things out loud. But like, is it going to last? Does he really love me? Is he getting tired of me? So I have these sort of, you know, sometimes I have fears about the, the future, the security of the marriage relationship. And I bet if we played gin rummy once in a while together or crib or something that we both found fun. Like if I, I was with my friend Glennis jumping in the waves. Honestly, I cannot see Renault jumping in the waves. I just, I'll never forget that memory with Glennis. Yeah. Or Elliot singing. He didn't sing with me, but just he was with me. And now it's so cute, Jen. If we're driving in the car and like whatever. And yeah. I don't know if he, if he feels like I'm stressed or if he's just having a moment. Louis like, okay, put this song on. And Ellie's like, yeah, I just want to play one other song first. And he puts Paradise City on and he looks at me with this big face like, it's your song, mom. And I just go all in and sing it again. So I'm going to make that a priority, which is to make a list of things. Like, oh, my God. Right now I'm actually asking, thinking of asking Renault to make a list of things he finds unproductive. But fine. And I'm just imagining the look on his face like, Oh, what, oh, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is just dumb. But anyway, I'm sure I would have, I thought that up until like a few days ago. So I made my list and it is, and this is just me, but maybe you can get some ideas. When I was doing my research, I had this sort of page where I took notes on how this applies to us. And one of the things I remember from season one is you had said about your best friend, Julian Cameron, in the artist's way. You've nailed for decades uh, morning pages, yeah. which is the output of the artist's way. But the input, which is the artist date, where once a week you're supposed to play, I think, is yes. what she was trying to say, you really struggle with. And I just wanted to highlight that because in her book, I think she talked about in the book, she talked about even going to like paper stores and looking at cards mm-hmm. and papers and like fun stores and just window shopping and spending time looking at beautiful things. And so while I, I think I actually do enjoy that and I'd be willing to do that with you if you ever wanted to just go up St. Laurent and just poke in, in paper stores. Um, So here's my list swim. So I don't like swimming laps, but I like it when I get to the end because of a lap, I swim laps so that when I can get to, to the end, I could just sort of hang off the edge and bob. I have this thing about bobbing in the shallow end. <laughs> so I'm just going to like let myself bob in the shallow end. Cute. Yeah. I'm going to do that at the gym. Paint furniture with Annie's chalk paint. Oh, yeah. I have so, so much fun. Annie's chalk paint. And I make it into like a big thing that's supposed to be purposeful and productive and not make a mess. And then I end up not doing it because it just feels like a chore. Yeah. But I'm just going to grab some random wooden table from Goodwill or something like that and just paint it. Nice. And have fun with that. Um, fool around with WordPress plugins. So I built a whole business building websites because it started with fooling around with WordPress plugins. Like I just love to 
put a clean website online and install plugins and see the fun stuff that you can do with websites. And I lost touch with that by turning it into a business and making money by it. And now I only install plugins when I need to and Mm -hmm. I'm stressed because what if the plugin doesn't exist or what if it costs $99 and I have to ask my client to fund it? It's just become not fun anymore. So I'm going to install a plain WordPress website, bare bones, and I'm just going to install plugins. And like no one even ever has to see it. It's just, just, you know what? There's part of me that's like, why would you do that? There's no purpose to that. And then this little voice inside of me is like, well, maybe you'll discover a plugin that maybe you could one day use on a client website. Maybe it could be for nothing. And I could just install plugins for fun. Doodle. And ironically, I have in brackets, learn to. (laughs) Yeah. This is where I'm at with play. I need to learn how to doodle before... um, It was funny. I was listening to this Tara Brock episode podcast and she was telling a story about how this kid asked his aunt, what do you do for work? And she's like, "Um, I teach adults how to draw. And the kid looked funny and said, did they forget? Oh, nice. It's like, okay, I thought about that when I wrote learn how to doodle. Make collages with stuff. I love making collages. So the productive version of this, which is probably the same reason I haven't done it, is vision boards. There's always this exercise where you're supposed to make your vision board and you're supposed to go through magazines. And uh, and I think the exercise is supposed to be fun. But as soon as someone says, oh, you do this and there's instructions to it where there's magazines like that you take, rip out pictures of Oprah, of clothes you like or scenes of nature that you wished you had in your life or whatever – And then you glue them with kid glue on a giant piece of cardboard. You're nodding like, you know, Uh, I I know what this is, Nancy. No, no, no. I'm nodding enthusiastically. I love it. (laughs) I do it. I do it on canvases and I have them on my wall downstairs. No, but I'm telling you out loud step by step because it's so, it seems so fun. It is so fun. And I forced Joanne to do one. Okay, Nancy, I'm interrupting you, but listen, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. forced her to collage with me about six months ago and she was you have never seen anyone so stressed out doing arts <laughs> and crafts before she was am like, i doing it right yes she did. is it supposed to be like this do i put this here how do i like constantly and i had to keep saying put it wherever you want just yeah but where should i there. put it oh my god I words should me. i use wo- no words <laughs> it's like just pictures does it have to be a theme like there were so many questions and i just kept answering just whatever is calling to you put it on the canvas and she did it and she loves it and she hung it up in her office. I know because it was fun. And it looks cool. It's like a yeah. piece of you. It's like things that attracted you, your art, it's art. So now, like, of course, we still have magazines and all that stuff. But if you go on like Etsy or even Amazon, they actually sell for super cheap, big packages of like old postcards, like such random butterflies, crows, there's like all birds, all insects, all like old male type things like stamps and postcards and things like that. And and there's this fun glue called Mod Podge. Mod Podge. So good. So you put the glue on the canvas right. or the paper, you stick your thing on, but you can also, depending on the one you buy, put that on the top of your collage as well. And then it's, Jen. Yeah, sorry. I bought them all. I bought every Mod Podge they sell. The one with glitter, the matte, the shiny, the gold glitter, the silver glitter, the multicolored glitter, 
I bought them all and I bought like five or six packages and each one has 100 of these shape things. Bought it like a year and a half ago. So and I how bought, you buy magazines? You have tons of magazines, don't you? And I bought really, really expensive hardcover coffee table books on how to collage. What is what? That is a true story. I'm going to force you to collage. And I've never opened. Uh, so just off my front door, there's a sitting room. And this sitting room has like built-in cupboards. So what I will do to hide my Amazon purchases from my husband is I will grab the Amazon package kiss kiss to the Amazon delivery guy. And then I will slip all the stuff into these secret cupboards until he's not home. I know this sounds awful, but ladies, I just know how to work my own marriage. Those Mod Podge things are still in that cupboard for like over a year. And this might be why he gets mad about the Amazon. Cause he's like, and he said to me many times, whole other episode, I don't mind if you buy stuff. I just want you to use it. And, but this is what I do. I buy stuff to support my dreams and then I put it in a cupboard. Somebody I care about very much has a quilting addiction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she has so much fabric <laughs> that she gets when she orders it, she gets it delivered to our office so that her husband won't see it showing up at the house. And then she just kind of slowly sneaks it into the house when he's out of town. I hear you. This house here that we're in now when we were looking at it, it actually has an elevator that goes from the garage up four stories into my walk-in closet. And my first thought was, I need to buy this house and I need to get that elevator working so that I can drive into the garage. Your Amazon dumbwaiter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And ship all my secret stuff right up to my walk-in closet. I'll be like in the kitchen or in the TV room and it'll just like, he won't even know the elevator's going right up. I won't even know. But anyway, it was $20,000 to get the elevator fixed. So we turned them all into closets instead. Um, I want to say something about what you said about the WordPress plugins. Probably not done your list, but I just want to say I can totally relate about singing because I love singing and I get paid to sing. And I used to sing every day, hours a day just couldn't stop like even now I often just talk to people in song and <laughs> that is true <laughs> annoys them very I know much at work but I've got half my colleagues doing it now they used to be like why do you do that and now they all do it but anyway I'll be um, like what are you doing today Jen I don't know what I'm doing today <laughs> except much better yeah but the thing that is that I notice especially now that I live with a adult <laughs> that I didn't make um <laughs> I don't sing anymore Except for when I'm practicing for a show. So I just sing the same annoying song over and over and over again that I'm going to be performing or songs for like the week leading up to that show. But if I don't have a show coming up, I don't sing. And even if I do have a show coming up, the only time I sing is at that designated rehearsing time. And it's those designated songs that I'm... You don't break into Paradise City. Ever. And I miss that so much because I used to just sing. And I was organizing my office the other day. Yes, it's productive. Yes, it's purposeful. But I blasted music while I was doing it because no one was home. And I caught myself... Having fun? I was. I was... I hesitate to call it dancing because I'm only have one working leg right now. I was like (laughs) sort of probably destroying my other leg by putting all my weight on it. But just like Bob dancing, like dancing like a pirate and like just singing super loud whatever songs. And 
I was like, I had this longing, like this, like, I miss that so much. This is why am I, why don't I do this? What's going on? And it's free, except for that hardcover coffee table, but it's, it's free. So the last thing on my list were just playing cards. And my favorite game to play is gin rummy. Like I just have the best time playing gin rummy. But I was thinking that I would like to learn how to play poker. And that's been on my list for years. And I even, I know you're going to laugh at me. I even have a book on how to learn how to play poker. It is not hardcover and it is not a coffee table, but it is also not Texas Hold'em for dummies. Oh, wait, it might be. I don't, I've never known how to play poker. I've never even tried. I just assumed it was something I wouldn't be good at. And also I heard you can't get a certificate for that. So. <laughs> I was like, what's the point? Well, I don't, I'm not really good at details. Like chess isn't my thing. Like people are like, oh, with chess, you got to be playing four moves ahead. I'm like, I don't even know what to do in this move. Like I don't really, yeah, I think, I'm not sure, but poker is based on probabilities. So you have to look at your own cards and the other people's cards, and then you have to guess the probabilities of what cards might be played next. Oh, and it's thinking. At this. It's thinking. I'm like, ugh, exhausting all that thought. I also think it's sort of fun. I don't know. We I haven't feel been like to the be cottage fun. in like two years, but we have like some board games up there and Joe and I played backgammon. She taught me how to, I can't I have a terrible memory. So every time I play backgammon with anyone, it's usually like once every 10 years. So they have to re-teach you. <laughs> yeah. And she taught it to me and we played a million games. And then she's always talking about how she loves backgammon and she misses it. So for her birthday, I got her like a super beautiful four billion dollar vacuum and nice yeah and she hasn't pulled it out and the other day she said oh i wish i had someone to play backgammon with and i said but why don't you play with me she said well because you hate losing (laughs) (laughs) i was like who loves losing (laughs) i still like to play and maybe if i play i'll get better so that's your homework i'm giving you homework especially since you can't do anything with your legs. I know. I was going to say this. If, anyone, if any of our listeners has any suggestions of like really fun one-legged play. <laughs> I think you should play backgammon with your wife. Renaud's in London right now. Which I have to say is really nice because he's there with the children. <laughs> and Joe's in Halifax. She's she? yes. for three days. I still think that Joe and Renaud might be having an affair. I'm pretty good. <laughs> because... Always away at the same time, and she likes your kids. She's good with kids, so I'm just not wondering like- how they were able to Photoshop themselves into those London photos. Put themselves there. Bruno put him and the kids in. Who says she's not in London? With them? I'm not <laughs> oh, getting. Yeah, any, yeah, I'm not okay. getting Halifax photos. Okay. So they've just cropped her out for the pictures. The ones they sent to just me. To look at them again and see if like <laughs> there's a shoulder in the picture that doesn't belong to anyone. <laughs> Um, one other example of play. This is how rare it is that I remember the times. Do you remember you and Joe came over for dinner? And it's a long time ago because it was at the old house. And we had a chalkboard and you and Joe played hangman with the kids. Yes. Like that was so fun. And I was just watching. Like I was like tidying up or something. And you were playing hangman with the kids. And it was so funny. And I remember thinking, oh, we're going to play hangman every night now. <laughs> And I don't think we've played since. That's what kids are good for, though. Kids are good for that. Just if you're ever feeling like you want to play, but you don't have an idea, just ask your kids to hang. Just ask them what they want to do. They'll just want, but they're 13 and 15. They're just going to want to play PS4 or Xbox or watch YouTube videos of people playing PS4 and 
Xbox. When I babysat your kids, when you and Renault were out of town, I annoyed them so much when they were playing. I was like, why did you do that? Why is that guy doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Can I try? And they're like, oh my God, go away. Like, I just want to play with you guys. So this brings me to a final note that I have, which is that just like a dentist appointment or other things that I can't think of at the moment, we need to schedule play. So make yourself a list of things like singing in the car, or I guess it doesn't have to be the car, or collaging or finger painting or painting furniture or what's on my list here, doodling, fooling around with WordPress plugins and schedule it for, I don't know, a full hour, three times a week. I'm going to start on Friday. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? I work. What's going on with Thursday? I work from 8.30 in the morning until like a terrible hour at night. Do you work with anybody else tomorrow? No, I'm alone all day. Could you put your headphones on and sing? Oh, there's people who can hear me. Maybe in the afternoon. I went to the gym, as I mentioned, because I wanted a gold star. Um, So I was watching... Oh, this story actually ties into the current story. I love it when that happens. So I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody last night for the second time because Natalia hadn't seen it. And there's that scene at the very beginning. If you have, have you seen it? Mm-mm. Okay. So there's a scene at the very beginning. I'm not giving anything away except the beginning <laughs> where Freddie Mercury's warming up and he's like jumping up and down and like doing exercises. And then like he, <laughs> Laughing at my own jokes again. Things haven't changed since season one. Like this whole path just clears the way. And then he enters like Wembley Stadium and he goes on stage for his performance at Live Aid. And there's like 150,000 people there. And I said to Natalia, that's what it was like when I went back to the gym today. (laughs) (laughs) But ironically enough, what happened was like three months ago, my stepmom was here with her friend and... We forced the kids to watch a movie with us and they were all like, we don't want to watch a movie. So boring. And I forced them and we chose Bohemian Rhapsody. And I said to the kids, watch it for 30 minutes. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Oh my God. They were riveted. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They just loved it. And the next day they downloaded Queen, the the best of Queen onto, onto Apple iCloud. So it's on everybody's phone. And so Yesterday, I went to the gym. Did I mention that? Um, I was at the gym. Yes, what did you do last yesterday? And, and had my music in my headphones. And I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what music I have. And I had a bunch of stuff I didn't recognize. For some reason, Renault has been downloading a ton of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I think it's because he is also with his father, his 85-year-old um. father in London, and he wanted to have some music for his dad to enjoy. He's thoughtful like that. But not workout music. So anyway, I was like, oh, I have Queen. No problem. And it was fun. It was fun. I just listened to Queen the whole time. And the only thing I was conscious of was not singing out loud. And like doing the like, like you were like the one leg of dancing. Like not just like breaking out <laughs> into full dancing. But like, yeah, yeah, I'm moving. But I'm not dancing. Yeah. Fun working out for the first time in a long time. What do you do at the gym? I lift weights. Oh, nice. Just sort of go from machine to machine. And then when I do lift weights, I lift pretty heavy weights. Mm -hmm. Like I exhaust myself. So I take lots of breaks to go get water and to walk to the water fountain. And so the whole time I'm walking to the water fountain, I'm like dancing Dancing. my way to the fountain. (laughs) Hoping no one notices. 
But one thing about nice about being a slightly overweight middle-aged woman is you really are invisible to most people. Like pretty much go through life and leave my regular life. And it used to make me sad. And I'm like, you know what? I can just do whatever I want now. Joe doesn't believe me about that. I don't know why. But she's always like, oh, I bet all that you looked amazing today. I bet you are getting so much attention. I'm like, I have not. No one can see me. I have my invisibility I'm like, cloak Even on. in stores, like, hello, hello. And I'm like, I'm over here. Can Are you Helen Keller? I'm right here. Can you hear me? Can you see me? I need service. I have money. <laughs> no, no. Um, you did share the singing. Is there anything else you can think of? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but anything else you can think of that's fun? Oh, that I, that I like yeah. to do? Yeah. Singing and collaging. Well, I... I'm a pretty playful person at heart. I think that I love doing stuff for, like, I love going for walks. I love going to the market, even if I'm not. Like just poking around. Yeah, let's say, oh, it's squash season. Let's go look at the squash. Like, we don't even have to buy them. Oh, we do anyway, but because I am obsessed with food. But I love just going. We went apple picking not that long ago, and that was fun. But I have lost the part where there's no purpose attached right. like I feel like now in order to justify those things like yeah. I used to always do those things just for fun like let's go dancing let's go do this thing I'm too tired to go dancing now but um because there's a whole thing about it you know you don't leave the house till 10 and you go for pre-drinks I'm like oh my god no. we're also both peg legs right now right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh I feel like now in order to justify taking time to do those things they have to be purposeful so like let's go to the market I'll plan a couple of recipes for. I was just going to say sweet, apple picking, vegan. and then we'll make a bunch of pies, exactly. and tarts, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's go for a walk, and then we can take some pictures of whatever. Or, or I'll get four thousand steps on my Fitbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need exercise. I mean, so I've lost touch with the like. Let's just go do something for no. It's the for no, no reason. reason. It's the part. no reason part. Yeah, yeah. I I am pretty spontaneous, and I do like to have. Fun. I've just created such an unhealthily busy schedule for myself that I do have to schedule my fun time, which takes part of the fun out. And then I do manipulatively worm a product, like a purpose yeah, into, into my it. play. It's funny because one of the episodes that we're going to do soon is going to be on distraction. And I do think we distract ourselves when we feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm feeling uncomfortable with like a work file or something and I'm on my computer, I'll just start fooling around looking at WordPress plugins or something. And then I feel guilty. Like I'm supposed to be working and I'm fooling around at, on WordPress plugins. And now, but if I scheduled the time, I wouldn't feel guilty. I'd be like, I know why I'm doing this. I know taking this hour to doodle or fool around with WordPress plugins that I won't have to feel guilty. I'll like set a 60 minute timer and probably by the end of 60 minutes, I'll be bored of it and I'll want to do something else. Not to give your play purpose because that's a big no, 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 no. But also you mentioned in your list of like the benefits of play that it stimulates creativity and stuff like that too. So well, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it until the end, which is that play is purposeful because, but don't tell anyone, but don't tell it's a secret though, (laughs) but all the list of things that I described earlier just make you and we keep coming back to this it's the same with sleep and meditation and some other crap no (laughs) it's all (laughs) comes back to being healthy physically and mentally and taking unstructured time and doing something for the no purpose 
for nothing. I think that my, I do think the collages that I make once a year are good examples of play because there is zero purpose to them. Like there's a good chance they're going in the garbage, but they never do because I love them so much. But like there is no reason to do them. There's nowhere right. to put them for anyone. It's not like to a see. vision board for a vacation that you're trying to manifest at all. It's just really just an expression of like the stuff that attracts me when I'm flipping through the magazines. So we have upstairs this giant square table that used to be a dining room, dining table at our old house, and I wasn't sure what to do with it, so I was going to put my. This story is really long. I'll just shorten it by saying I have a table that's big and square in a room. That has almost no purpose. I'm so excited right now. And I'm going to make that my art table. And I'm going to bring all the Mod Podges upstairs. And I'm going to have to carry it up five flights of stairs because the fucking elevator doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sad that your elevator doesn't work. I was going to say that. I'm going to get a kid to carry it up the stairs. And yeah, I'm going to get the Mod Podge and all the things. And I'm going to get some newspaper and just sort of tape it to the table so that I have permission to get glue everywhere. Oh my God. Well, if you oh, ever need someone to come over and drink wine and collage with you. I'm going to call Joe. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll call you both. Yeah. Actually, I thought about that. I was going to say both. It's say not both. the first time I had that thought. I'm like, this could be a cool art table and it would be fun to do art with Jen and Joe. Cool. Let's do it. Want to wrap this up? Yep. So thank you for listening to episode one of season two. We are so happy to be back. You guys have no idea. On the same page, pod.com is where you will find links to all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are there. Patreon. Please, please, if you haven't already, leave an iTunes review. If you have listened to more than three episodes and you love this podcast, please take the time to leave an iTunes review. We'll see you. I was going to say we'll see you next week, but the plan is to drop three episodes in two weeks, which is Thanksgiving. Ironically, we are so thankful for you. Oh gosh, so thankful. So if you're listening to this, three episodes will drop the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, you can just hit the button and listen to the next one right now. See you there. Bye guys. Bye. I just want to be at the same stage. I just want to be at the same stage. I just want to be at the same stage. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is intended solely for educational and entertainment purposes. A reminder to our listeners that Nancy and I are experts only in our own minds. Information is provided without guarantee or warranty of any kind. Please consult an actual certified professional for any of your physical, mental, emotional, and or spiritual health needs. Thank you so much. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Nancy Murdoch and Jen Chapman. Original theme music by Jen Chapman. there's something else that you said that was super important recorded edited jesus christ written hosted produced can i say it in a relaxed manner are you already recording oh i'm gonna practice as a record practice Mm -mm. on the same oh no wait a minute on the same page with jen and nancy is written hosted produced and edited by Nancy Murdoch and Jennifer Chapman. The original theme music is by Jen Chapman. Oh, now I said Jen Chapman. What's my name? On the same page with Jen and... Fuck. I'm like a one-time wizard. What's up? On the same page with Jen and Nancy is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Nancy Murdoch 
and Jen Chapman. Original theme music by Jen Chapman. On the same page with Jen fucking Kel. And then start the other thing. Oh, okay. On the same page with Jen and Nancy is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. On the, no, on the same page with Jen and Nancy is intent. Fuck, it's kind of relevant to you know consulting a real medical professional. 